All right. Good morning. How many of you got back from camp? There's a few of you guys here. Great to have you. Yeah. Kaylee, we got volunteers for... (laughs) As the Spirit leads, of course. Uh, It is great to see everyone here today. And we are continuing in this uh, series of minor prophets. And I believe this one that we're coming to... I think it hits everybody. It has a question I think we all ask somewhere in life. If you haven't asked this question yet, you will. I do believe that. Because we get to this place in life where we say, God, where are you? Have you ever asked that question in a prayer, saying, God, why aren't you answering? Where are you? Have you ever asked that question? Or is it only me that asks that question? There's a few honest people. Bless you. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Uh, Because it is a battle. When you think of even the the shooting that is going on here in Maple Ridge, doesn't it just, like Linda and I, is like, wow, why, why does this have to happen? And some of you, you're not just hearing about it. You're experiencing it in your neighborhood. It happens. Racism happens. And we hear about it. And doesn't it make you angry inside? Some of you are not just hearing about it. You're experiencing it. It happens all the time. You say, God, why don't you do something? I see the the status of people and how we look down on people. We shun people. We have our category of people. We hang out with them and we push the others away. Say, God, why don't you do something? Mental illness and that challenge that goes there in the separation. And we say, God, where are you? Why don't you do something? In our lives, we come to that. In Habakkuk, it's interesting that when we come to this passage, that God wants to speak to us in an, an area that we need to understand who God is. That this is the big idea that I pulled from Habakkuk. That God will do anything and everything to bring you back to himself. That is the the God, the all-powerful God that loves us so much. Like Pastor Tom said last week, God is good and there's judgment. God is good and there's judgment. But understand the overall picture of God Almighty is that he will do anything and everything to bring you back to himself. So no matter where you are in this journey, God wants to say something to you. And I believe he speaks through his word. So if you want to look up Habakkuk chapter 1, and uh, we will look at it together. Father, as we come to your word, I pray that you would speak. Lord, that you would speak through your servant. And Lord, that we would have open hearts to hear what you have to say. Oh Lord, this is Habakkuk's prayer. It's interesting, the other prophets went to Israel saying, repent. He goes, oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear I cry to you, violence, and you will not save. 
Why do you make me see iniquity? Why do you just, I see it every day. And why do you sit idly looking at all the wrong that is happening? Destruction, violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. I even see your truth being paralyzed, God. And justice never goes forth. For the wicked, they even surround the righteous. That even the justice that does go forth is perverted. That is Habakkuk's prayer. He demands an answer from God. Now understand, this is, again, Tom showed you the picture last week of the lower part, the southern kingdom. And these people from Micah and Isaiah and the prophets were saying, where God's people were going off track, they were veering off track. Remember the discs? <laughs> uh, they veered off track. These were God's people that he's talking about. God, why aren't you doing something? And he's demanding an answer. <laughs> and the scripture says in verse 5, Oh, I'm going to do a work in your day. God answers him. That you will not believe if I told you. So it's interesting that... Uh, this is the message, how he puts it down to help us understand. Look around at the godless nations, Habakkuk. Look around. Look long and hard. Brace yourself for a shock. Something is about to take place, and you're going to find it hard to believe. The prophets have been going to God's people saying, repent, turn back to God. And they had a form of godliness, but denied the power thereof. And so now it's moved on farther. And now Habakkuk is saying, God, you got to do something. He goes, well, I'm going to. I'm going to do something, and you're not going to like it. It's basically what he's saying. You ever ask God to do something, and you have a plan in your head how it should happen? <laughs> well, God is preparing Habakkuk, saying, I know you have a plan. You're not going to like my plan. I am going to take that which is wicked and use it to bring you back to God. That's basically what he says in this passage. And he goes, What? You're going to use a wicked Babylon that are so corrupt, the government is so wicked, they, they, they tear down and take over countries and people, and they treat them like animals. They sit up in their palaces and, and party all night long. They're corrupt. You're going to take somebody that's more wicked than us. <laughs> You're going to do that? He argues with God about what God is going to do. I am trying to stay with my notes today. <laughs> it is difficult. Listen again to God's word. And again, I'm reading from the message just to help you get the picture of how Habakkuk is arguing with God. God, you're from eternity, aren't you? You're a holy God, Aren't you? We're not 
going to die, are we? God, will you choose the Babylonians for your judging work, these wicked people? This rock-solid God, you're giving them the job to discipline us? You can't be serious, God. You can't condone evil. So why don't you do something about this? Why are you silent now? This outrage evil will swallow up the righteous and you stand around and watch. See, the Babylonians were going about taking over land. They're already doing this. So Habakkuk knows this. So now he's still saying, God, you're still just going to sit around and allow these wicked people to overtake us? We're more righteous than them. I put a note here as I I read this. Remember, God wants to do everything he can to bring you back to himself. And then we judge him on how he should do it. Do you think we have the authority to do that? He's actually challenging God. God, I want you to do this, but I want you to do it my way. We shouldn't be looking at the means or what he's doing or who he's using to bring us back to himself. But that's what Habakkuk's doing. He's saying, you can't do this. So he's actually really upset now. Uh, Habakkuk is standing his ground. I will stand on my guard post and station myself at the rampart, and I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me and how I may reply when I'm reproved. Like, he is a righteous anger in his mind, saying, God, you can't do this. And God, in his grace and mercy, (laughs) still does what he does. And the Lord does answer. He does answer. The Lord answered me and said, I want you to record the vision. Inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run. And literally that means that the person who's proclaiming it, make it easy to read because they're going to proclaim this message throughout to people would hear it. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It will hasten toward the goal. And it will not fail because... God is in it. Though it tarries, this just stood out for me. Wait for it. Wait for it. For it will certainly come. It will not delay. Remember, God takes anything and everything to bring you back to himself. So we discover God's timing is, it's always on time. Habakkuk saying it wasn't, it wasn't on time. You need to do it now. But God is long-suffering, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to eternal life. He cares about every person. And his timing is perfect. In Romans chapter 5, 6, it says, For while we were still sinners, while we were weak, at just the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. To realize that God knows time. He knows a perfect time. And 
Theologians love to look at that verse and like, why was that? At that time in history, what was so important that God said, right now is the time? From the garden to that time of Jesus coming and dying on the cross for our sins. Now, we could look at it from historical and say, you know, Rome had developed all these roads. There was a, a business language that the gospel could go forth. God's timing was perfect. Not just in history is God's timing perfect, but if you understand God's timing is perfect with the heart. When I was eight or nine, sitting in that basement on that last step, at eight, nine years old, I had lost my Bugs Bunny, my little rabbit, and I love that rabbit, and some of you know this story, but I wanted to know where that rabbit was because it was gone. And I sat on that last step as a little kid and said, God, if you are real, show me where my Bugsy is. <laughs> my heart was ready. And the, the clearest of voice ever said, he's under the hot water tank. And I went and there Bugsy was. You know, I never came to Jesus but I knew he existed. I literally, at teenage, I wanted to run from Jesus, but I could never deny that he existed. That's the power of God. So if you understand what God does in the right timing, I'm looking around, finding somebody's face, but there's many people. Jeff, at that right moment, driving in that car, saying, God, if you exist, show me. And he did. See, God's timing is perfect. God knows the timing of when your heart is open. Do you actually, are you aware of that in the circumstances and challenges of life? That God waits because we are hard people. He waits for that heart to be open. He knows that timing. He knew Israel's timing of that heart that was open. That at this time, they had veered off so far that he was going to take the wickedness around him and bring them back to himself. God takes whatever there is, the wickedness, the evil around us, he can even use that to bring us back to himself. His timing is perfect. His judgments are true. So Habakkuk was challenging him saying, you cannot use wicked people. You can't use the evil in the world. God does. He takes the fallen world. God did not want Israel to be where they are at that time. God did not want the Babylonians to be wicked. Do we understand the sovereignty of God? The, the comprehension of who God is? I remember a couple that were in my office, and I have time to time, I get to hang out with couples, and they were looking at uh, getting married. And this one gentleman, bless his heart, he was honest and said, I have no idea how she gets from A to B in her head. <laughs> Some of you men understand. Okay. Uh, 
And I said to the man, don't even try. <laughs> Just listen. <laughs> okay? There is something about people. We might not understand how people get there. And we don't understand the awesome God that we serve. Listen to this in Romans 11. Oh, the depth of the riches both of wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. Habakkuk wanted to figure out. His ways are past tracing out. So there's something we need to come to an understanding that we do not understand the wisdom of God. How he can take the evil around us that we have not chosen even, he can take it and turn it around for good. Romans 8, 28 says he can do that. So we don't understand, we can't comprehend it, how he can take the wicked, the fallen. So I say this, and I made a note, big bold print, that I would not forget. So when wickedness when evil befalls you around this fallen world, God can use it to bring us back to himself. But also understand where Habakkuk is. He want, he's following God, but he's in the midst of knowing what is going to happen. He needs to make sure his heart's right. We always need to check our hearts when things get challenged. Sometimes it's calling us to come back and repent. Other times, he's literally saying, hold on, trust me. We're walking in this together. And he says that in verse uh, 2, verse 4, that he is faithful. Just trust him. Follow Jesus. As we sung about today, I'm just abiding in you, Jesus. Help me abide in you. I'm going to walk with you. And literally this means that God, I want you, Habakkuk, to have a, a, a life of integrity and character and wait for it. Trust me, I am with you through the storm, the horrific things that's going to happen. I am with you. He says, the righteous shall live by faith. That we walk with God every step of the way. We trust him. God will take everything and anything to bring us back to himself. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God wants everyone to come to himself. He will do anything and everything in your brokenness, in your loss of a rabbit. He knows where your heart is soft, and he'll time it to bring the gospel. And some of you know that. In just the right moment, somebody walked into your life and shared the good news of Jesus with you. COVID. God uses COVID to bring people to himself. God takes anything and everything because he loves you and he hates sin. He wants you to walk with him. He is a good, good 
God. Literally, as we pull this chapter, this book together, God says, I'm going to break this cycle of up and down with you, Israel. I will defeat the evil one. I will bring justice. I will rescue the oppressed. I will deliver his people. There's a nutshell of what God is going to do. He's an all-powerful God that wants every one of you to come to know him. What's it going to take? For Israel, who had veered off so far, he was going to use wicked, wicked Babylon. He was just going to release. You know, it's this picture of saying, God, be with me. And then we say, God, I want nothing to do with you. He lifts his hands and says, okay. And he allowed the wickedness of Babylon to come in. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. We want to trust Jesus. And so the call, the message today is trust him. Walk with him by faith. By his spirit leading and directing you. If you've never given your life to Jesus, you may not understand everything, but it's literally saying yes to Jesus. I want to follow him. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this, but I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I know you died for me and rose again. That might be all that you know, but continue to trust him in this pathway. Now here is Habakkuk's response. Okay, he's, he's had two questions of complaints against God. God, why aren't you doing something? What are you doing? How can you do this? But now, God has answered. And look at his response. Though the fig tree should not blossom, know the fruit nor the fruit beyond the vines, or produce of olives fail. I'm good. I don't know about you, but I'd be okay. <laughs> and the fields yield no food. Now we're getting serious. The flocks be cut off from the fold, and there be no herds in the stalls. Though there is no toilet paper in the grocery store. <laughs> okay? First world problem. Okay? He's like, though your cupboards are bare, you got nothing in the bank, you got zip. That's what he's saying. We get nervous about the littlest things. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Wow. I don't think any of us could do that. Outside the Spirit of God dwelling in a follower of Jesus. That I will rejoice though everything is taken from me. I will take joy in God myself. I'm just going to live in that moment with Jesus. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer. He makes me tread on my high, my high places. Literally saying, He's my strength. I will walk with him. I am firmly planted in Jesus. I trust Jesus. Amen? Amen. Okay. That is what God 
wants of us, that we would be so close to him that no matter any storm that hits us, I'm good. Jesus is with me. I am with Jesus. He's the vine. I'm the branches. We are connected. That's where Habakkuk came to, knowing he was going to go through some horrific things. Now, most of us, like Jonah, would want to run. We don't want to go through hard things, even if I'm with Jesus. But to be able to come to this place, it is literally a full surrender to Jesus. It's a full, complete trust in Jesus. Are you getting this yet? (laughs) That God will do anything and everything to bring you back to himself. He loves you that much. I read this on social media this week. My cousin posted it. Don't mistake God's patience for his absence. Just recognize it's his patience. He's patient working with you. His timing is perfect. His presence is constant. He is always with you. What I find, and you've heard it said, God is always on time. He's always there. It's I move away from him. But knowing he keeps inviting me back in, that I would walk with him daily, moment by moment. Some of you have said yes to Jesus. You've prayed a prayer of saying, I believe Jesus died for my sins. I believe that he rose again, and I know today I am forgiven. It doesn't stop there. That is the starting point of a relationship with Jesus. You follow him wherever he goes. I will abide with you. I will walk with you through the storms. And it is okay to say, God, I can't handle the storm. It's hitting me hard today. Help me. He is there for you. He cares about where you're at. Some of you, you've been going astray, and he's calling you back, and he's going to use the things around to bring you back. We're going to close off in a moment But this isn't the end. This is a place for you to respond to Jesus. Uh, The worship team's going to come up and they're going to be singing the, the blessing. Just listen to the words. And I love the amen. That's like, God, so be it. Let it happen. Heavenly Father, in this moment as the, the worship team comes, May your Holy Spirit be speaking that you would soften our hearts where we have hardened them. Lord, there's some here that that are here or listening that need to cry out and say, God, if you are real, reveal yourself. And Lord, I pray you would. For others that are struggling and wanting to go the other way and you're calling them back. And Lord, there's those, Lord, they need a touch from you. Their faith is weak. Would you strengthen them? Would you sustain them and reveal yourself to them 
in the war and battle therein. Thank you, Lord, that you love us. You want to bless us with your presence.